it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, do you have trouble sleeping? Then maybe you should check out The Sleepy Podcast. It's a show where I read old books in the public domain to help you get to sleep. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of classic stories like A Tale of Two Cities, Pride and Prejudice, Winnie the Pooh, stories that are great for adults and kids alike. For years now, Sleepy has helped millions of people catch some much-needed Z's, start their next day off fresh, and discover old books that they didn't know they loved. So, whether you have a tough time snoozing or you just like a good bedtime story, fluff up the cool side of your pillow and tune into Sleepy. Unless you're driving, then please don't listen to Sleepy. Find Sleepy on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes each week. Sweet dreams. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Finally, step-by-step premium investment guidance for beginners. Led by Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern to decode industry jargon, silence crippling confusion, and help you overcome emotions by looking at the numbers. Your path to financial freedom starts now. All right, folks. Well, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. I'm Dave Ahern, and Andrew Sather is here as well. Tonight, we're going to have a special guest with us. His name is Sasha, and we're going to have a little conversation between all of us. So without any further ado, Sasha, why don't you go ahead and tell the two or three people that are not familiar with you uh, out there uh, a little bit about you. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Um, a little bit about me as far as, I guess, my background goes that's related. Uh, when it comes to stock trading, I mean, I got into uh, stock trading when I was a young teenager, and a lot of that comes from um, taking the funds that I had when I used to do a lot of web development. So uh, my mom was into investing simply because uh, she was a private healthcare nurse, and all the older folks, what they did in Florida was watch their investors, uh, watch what their investments and see how things were going. And uh, slowly she got interested in that. And slowly I got interested in that. And all the money that I kind of made from the web development, graphic design field and marketing as well as time went forward, I went ahead and put those on investments. I had a lot of uh, uh, losses at the beginning, of course. Uh, one of the larger ones was around fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars when I was still a teenager, and uh, you know, took took me uh, probably about seven, eight years to really put the puzzle pieces together. 
um, slowly after college there, started to put things together. And that's when a lot of things fell in place. And I was a lot more consistent at that point. So um, I was always big into education, teaching martial arts as well early on in my years. And because I loved education, was a study nut, read a lot of books, uh, video courses, anything I could get my hands on. Um, I decided to sell a bunch of my old businesses, like my web design business, photography business, a lot of the graphic design um, entities that I owned and uh, went into just teaching, investing, and now doing full-time investing and teaching, investing pretty much or business-related things. So that's kind of the quick, short summary as far as my personal background and history. And now that's kind of what I do is I just, in my spare time, I write books and create video courses and online videos. Most of it, 99% is free. And uh, I'm watching my investments pretty much every single day. Um, and as I look at the screen left and right, I'll also dabble in, write a little book. So that's kind of what I do on a day-to-day basis. You're very um, modest because you do have a large following <laughs> on YouTube over at uh, trailersfly.com. Can you talk just a little bit on the basis of the way you approach the markets? Um, is there, I, mean, I know there is a, a general strategy. Can you just maybe cover that on a like one-on-one basic level of how you look at the markets and where you see opportunity and how, like what the action plan is to capitalize on that opportunity? Okay. Um, the way I look at the markets is going to be more different than I think many other people look at it. Um, and I say this because I've had a lot of coaching students that I've worked with, especially at the beginning, the way that I see initially people get attracted to the markets and the way that they see things to the way that I look at things. A lot of people look, were trained, um, especially through a lot of the news media, through a lot of articles and even so much books to really concentrate and focus a lot on fundamentals and focus a lot on the companies, focus what the companies do. And that's great on a larger perspective uh, when you're looking at a five, 10 year investment or hold period. Um, If you're more active, it's going to be a lot different. You should focus more on the technical side of things. Um, And that is simply because the technicals will always dominate um, the fundamentals. They will always be how shall I say it, more important because when emotions kick in, uh, the fundamentals don't apply. When Steve Jobs has cancer, uh, they don't care how great the company did uh, when those things come about. Now, in general, when you have great fundamentals, you have great charts or great technicals. When you have great charts, you typically have great fundamentals. So for me personally, the way I look at things is I look at the technical side of things when it comes to trading. So I'm always looking more on charts. I'd say 99% of the things I look at is chart-based. Will I scan the earnings reports and things like that from time to time? Yeah, probably. But once you get familiar with the companies you trade, I'll typically trade the same stocks over and over again or ETFs, depending on what I'm trading or if I'm getting options in the mix. Um, and I also look more so at the numbers. I don't really care if they're selling umbrellas, underwear, pantyhose. It doesn't matter what's moving. What matters is that the big boys or the hedge funds are getting into it. It's crowd psychology. The more people are flocking into it or it's building momentum, like a snowball moving lower and lower or down a hill, Um, that's the ones I want to get into. Or in other words, you could say the more people that are behind 
a car that's run out of gas to push it up a hill. If you have five people, that's not a lot. Once you get into 50 people, 100 people to push that car up a hill, it's a lot easier to push it up a hill. And that's what I try to do is find that momentum. And it doesn't matter if you're doing stocks or ETFs, um, options. It, it all works in the same way because it's that crowd behavior. Once one person gets on the dance floor, you might see a second, a third, a fifth, and then more and more people are good to get into it. And and that's what I do. And I try and always take profits into strength, take a half, take a quarter. Um, and you always move in the direction that the market's moving in. Um, but I also try to be a little more contrarian. Uh, when you have a really big up day, uh, I typically do a bit of selling. When you have a really big down day, I typically try to do a bit of buying. So that's kind of my basic approach, you could say. I like how you say the market's very emotional. And I wrote this in my free ebook uh, that you you have a market that has a ton of fear and a ton of greed and then you take numbers and that's the solution to this emotional place. And so there's lots of ways to skin a cat. You talk about taking a more active approach. Obviously Dave and I have a very passive approach in the sense that once we do the research, we're holding for a long time and hoping that those fundamentals and the price catches up with where the fundamentals are. So the, I think a big difference between you and us obviously is the active component of that. So what does that entail as far as I guess your day of the day or, you know, how much time are you spending kind of going in and out of positions? And like you said too, I guess it's not limited to stocks and ETFs. So a big trend recently, this is September, 2017 is the, the, um, the coins like Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and all those, so are you dabbling in those as well? No, I I don't dabble. Uh, I had a lot of questions on my own channel about all these things. Make a video on cryptocurrencies. No, I I don't dabble at all. I don't touch investments. I have no clue about. It's like me getting into classic cars. I don't I don't know how to value that um, or value the appreciation of that or how to tweak those things. So for me, I, I don't get into Bitcoin. Can you make a lot of money from it? Maybe. Can you lose a lot of money from it? Yeah, maybe. Um, so for me, it's not my core area of expertise. Um, I could probably, you could say, gamble a little and throw some money that way. But now I'm getting into the gambling side of things. There's not consistency behind that. So at least I don't see it for myself. And for anybody listening, that's you have to know yourself in this business or within investing. If your personality has a slow rhythm, then you should be trading slower. If you have a wavelength that's a little more active, A-type personality, then you can be more active. Um, you know, and that all comes with time, of course, experience and many other factors. You can't drive a race car 300 miles an hour the first time you learn to drive a car. Um, you know, it takes time to get there. So it does sound like um, you're looking more past just the charts. It's not just strictly a chart. You're getting familiar with the companies or, or the ETFs you're trading. Well, usually, I mean, by the time you trade for a couple of years, you know that this handful of stocks you're trading. So you already know how they move, behave, act, squawk, talk. Um, if something happens, you know how they're going to react. So by then, you don't need to study the company's internals as much. 
But as with any company, just like with a Wells Fargo can have major issues, you're looking at, you know, companies that are hiding things for three, four years, and you won't see that in the the reports. They're not going to say, hey, we're being fraudulent, um, just like with Enron or, you know, pick any company, really. Lehman Brothers, they won't go out and tell that. So for me, by then, I'm just looking at price action because that's all that matters. The number one thing in investing, it always comes down to price. That's how you make your money, whether you're trading options, whether you're trading just investing in dividends, it comes down to the price. So I look at the price and what's the price going to do. Um, Of course, volume and the behavior or the action will also dictate how reliable is that move or how because price can keep going higher. But if, as I mentioned earlier, if you only have one guy pushing that car up a hill, eventually he gets tired. You can't do that for 20 hours. Um, so, you know, you want the volume, you want buyers stepping up and that's kind of what the charts internally tell me. But of course it takes a handful of years to learn, learn that as well. Let's be honest here. Your sex life is important. It helps us feel more confident and boosts our happiness, but sometimes we struggle to perform. Our life gets in the way. This is where hymns can help. With their convenient and discreet online platform, you can get help for your erectile dysfunction from the comfort and privacy of your own home. No more waiting rooms, no more awkward conversations, just a simple, direct path to treatment that works around your life, not interrupts it. Invest in your health today. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on their site, and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance is needed. If ED is getting you down, it's time you join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMS.com slash investing. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash investing for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash investing. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety and effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money. Not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. 
Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. And you mentioned analysts are, uh, you know, reports. And I saw a video you did on YouTube where you were talking about the analyst reports, you know, things like uh, earnings reports and kind of how the stock can move as a reaction to how a company does compared to projections. Can you talk a little bit about, um, so I watched the video. I know your conclusion was that you can't rely on these things, but can you talk about why, um, that beginners should be aware of this phenomenon and why they should be wary of what these analysts say in those reports? Well, there's a couple factors, um, really. Uh, number one, the biggest issue that most people don't even think about, it's not like anyone's trying to scam you when it comes to analyst reports. That's not really what I'm, number. that's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is you rely on someone else to make an influence trading decision for you or an influence investing decision for you. And their goals, their evaluations may not be in align with you. So when it, they say longer term and a stock's going to hit $120 a share, what does longer term really mean? So you have to take that into context that the first thing you need to be aware of is always understanding yourself, your your investment horizon, your risk levels. Um, and if, if that stock is selling off, are you going to be calm enough to kind of hold in there? So the the biggest issue, the first issue is yourself and knowing that, hey, you can go ahead and continue moving forward um, in your plan, in your strategy, um, and do what you need to do regardless of what the analyst report says. So you're still trading on your own decision. So that's kind of the first issue. The second issue is you got to remember that they're getting paid to analyze stocks and they're getting paid for from um, companies, right? So they whether they're they're contracted, whether they're working for uh, a company, research company, I'm not going to mention any names, but keep in mind, like when you're in school, whether that's high school and everybody has kind of a, a, a talking point that they talk about what they did over the weekend. Well, if everybody's having a good time or fun, fun time, 
um, and they mention, hey, I went to the pool. One guy went to the zoo. So you probably say, hey, you know, I did this and this fun thing as well. You're not going to say that um, I went ahead and had a boring afternoon, you know, cleaning toilets with my mom. <laughs> so so you, you get into that crowd psychology as well because they need to keep their job. That's their number one thing, really. And the way they keep their job is please their boss. So if you're looking at all the test papers in high school and you have an open test where you can look in your friend if you want, um, and if everybody marks a certain stock for 120, one guy marks 130, and there's no right or wrong answer, 150 for another guy, um, you know, and you actually think it's going down to 70, well, you know, you might actually write in 85 or 90 simply for that behavior. And when you look at just day-to-day world or life, uh, you know, people do that in daily conversations because we, again, want to be a part of something. That's number one. That's the group thing. Um, and number two, they want to keep their job. Now, of course, they want to hit their target as well. But, I mean, it, in the end, it's just a report. It doesn't mean that you need to value that report as gold and that's what the stock is going to do because it can really do anything. I um, mean, I think people get too sucked into these reports as being, hey, well, this stock is rated five stars and this stock is going to go to 135 as a target. Um, when in reality, it's, hey, you know, that's it's just a report. And, and some of these reports, I have to tell you, um, they actually, um, well, not analysts specifically, but some of the people on TV, they actually are doing the opposite of, of, um, of what's going on and what they're saying on TV. But the analyst reports, not as much because uh, they actually are looking to hit their targets. But, uh, but you know, you have to be mindful also of the people that come onto re- the TV. Those aren't necessarily analysts, but they still can also influence you from that um, perspective of making those decisions uh, for your own trades. That's funny, I too, hope, if, you, if you... Sorry, go ahead. I, I hope that makes sense. and I hope I wasn't too off topic there, so... No, 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 yeah. Um, it's funny how if you watch... CNBC or, or any of the other financial media on TV, like you said, um, if you kind of take a outside approach and just be more observant rather than looking at what are they actually saying, but looking at maybe why are they saying these things, they'll, they'll kind of structure it where they'll, they'll bring in certain companies in a promotional way. And it has not so much to do with if a company is what they see as like a good price you know, has, has a good future in the market per se, but is it something that people want to hear about? So there's a lot of conflicting incentives. You talk about the analysts again, the risk reward for that particular analyst, like you said, not only do they want to be part of the crowd, they want to keep their job and you, you, you might have conviction on, on a certain price target, but you know, the difference, like you said, between like a 70 or a 85, it doesn't pay any more to, to be that much more accurate. So you'll not want to stick out as extremely as, as the rest of the group. So you might, again, be more conservative with the number you kind of put out for that report. Absolutely. I mean, if I had a job in that spectrum or in that kind of way, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to be way out in left field because um, everybody's going to think you're crazy if you say the world is round. But, you know, 500 years ago, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I think we see that a lot with the hedge funds and mutual funds too. I think more so mutual funds and hedge funds that these same type of, of forces are going on and these same type of incentives. And so it can bring a lot of opportunity for the individuals such as you, I, the listener, if they're willing to educate themselves in how to be basically set up like a prudent system for themselves where they can kind of put the odds all in their own favor while not falling victim to the crowd biases, the crowd emotions, the fear, the greed. I mean, just by doing that alone and being willing to stick out from the crowd, that's a huge advantage. And you combine that with a strategy that's proven to work and the drive to educate yourself and to master that type of thing. Uh, I think it has a, a big profit potential for even somebody who's just average with an average salary to really make some significant wealth for themselves. Absolutely. And not to mention, you save a lot of time when you don't have to watch TV. <laughs> you can do so many better <laughs> things living with you know, your family, spending good quality time, having cake, whatever you want to do, going exercising, reading a book. Um, once you cut that out, it clears the clutter uh, from your own personal mind and you know you start to trade tenfold hundredfold better so uh, i mean you don't really need it i have to tell you you don't need uh, a lot of the news the articles once i cut that out is the trading increased quite a bit um and you can try it for a month six months just get rid of the cable get rid of a lot of the news feeds those kinds of things it's definitely a lot better sticking to your own plan your own strategy and you know keep it simple I think there needs to be a big focus on what kind of content are you consuming? You know, is it, is it candy or is it vegetables? Is it, <laughs> is it just stuff that just kind of fills and the, you know, the, the, the media is just putting up there as filler or is it stuff that is actionable and that empowers you and makes your skills that much better? So Sasha, what, what do you say to people when they say things like, Oh, well, if this is so successful for you, why do you share it with others? And aren't you, you know, there, there can be like haters or, or people who are just very doubtful or, or they'll say things like, uh, there's not enough to go around kind of, aren't you supposed to be taking all these for yourself instead of sharing it with others? What do you have to say to the people who have that kind of a mindset? Uh, usually the, the people that I find that have that mindset, um, just being around for so long, it's usually the people who are less successful and it's usually the people who are not there yet. When you achieve success and when you have enough money, um, you feel good about yourself. You feel confident, you feel comfortable. You're not worried really so much about what other people say, uh, regarding your own success because you know you've got it. You know you've made it. So as far as sharing concepts and ideas, when you're successful, you want to contribute to the world. That's why there's people that start charities. Why do a lot of people like Bill Gates start some very amazing charities or Mark Zuckerberg? Um, well, it's because, well, what do you got to do with your time now? Well, you might as well help some people because, well, you have enough money at your lifestyle and your level. 
Um, you know, not everybody's a multi-billionaire, but, you know, at, once you have a certain lifestyle and routine, um, you know, your quality of life is good and you're, you're comfortable there. Everybody has different points um, and levels. And when you find that and you're there and you're good, um, then you'll also help and contribute. But there's always going to be people who are haters. There's always going to be people who doubt you, people who don't believe you. Um, a lot of this also I say is, you know, if you're in that boat right now and, and you're listening and you don't have success, then you might want to switch that around because it's kind of like a magnet thing. If I say, hey, I don't like wealthy people, then naturally, subconsciously in me, it's going to actually push the wealth out of my life because, hey, I don't want to be wealthy because I see wealthy people as bad. So if you've heard the concept of, you know, we attract what we talk about, discuss, those kinds of things, the same kind of thing with people. Uh, you attract the, your five closest friends are typically the activities that you do as well. Um, and the same thing here. I mean, if you say, hey, I don't like wealthy people, I don't, I, I don't believe this guy, I don't believe that guy, well, then figure out what it is that you do believe in, what is it that you want to go for, and because that's what's going to end up happening. But if you're always having that mindset, that thought process, it's going to keep you where you're at right now. Um, but changing it, changing it to something else will change your life because if you've had the same mind process, the same thoughts, the same uh, concepts in your mind for years and you're at the same place as you were for years, then I think it's usually time for a change. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Yeah, I, I like I like that idea. So it's just thinking, you know, the mentality becomes reality kind of thing. Uh, but there's more to that because as you start thinking about things, it's kind of like a purchase. You know, you start thinking about a car, a certain car, and then you eventually buy it. But that's it all starts with the thought. Um, you know, then you do the research, then more things happen. And, and with investing, the same thing. It starts with a thought. I have an idea. I want to invest. Uh, well, why do you want to invest? Well, I have the vision of going on traveling or trips. And, and again, and then, well, as you start investing, you might go on more trips. And there you go. But if you don't believe in certain things, if you say, hey, well, this isn't going to work for me or I can't do this, well, chances are you probably won't because it's not motivating enough for you to attract towards it or you need something that's motivating carrot and stick model. You need something that pushes you away from the thing that you hate. So if you're around drug dealers a lot or bad people who are influencers, then if it's the pain is so strong that you don't want to be around those people um, or you don't want to be unsuccessful, let's just say, or you don't want to be powerless then you're motivated towards power. You're motivated towards highly influential people. You're motivated towards success anyway. Um, for me, I'm the negative, uh, negative motivator rather than the positive motivator. The positive things never work for me. <laughs> it's always the negative. Like, this is going to be bad for you, so you better do it. So for me, that's, that always works. And my spouse always says, you're a hypochondriac. So I always take my, my medicine, my multivitamins, all that good stuff because I'm worried that something's going to happen. L less so than I want to be healthy. It's more of, hey, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Hey, you. What's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's free ebook at stockmarketpdf.com. You won't regret it. So you're waking up with a cold sweat in the middle of the night, picturing yourself in a box <laughs> with, with some degenerate disease. 
<laughs> right. So, you know, you got to find yourself um, your way. That's that's the same and best thing. You got to know you first. Yeah. Um, if there's somebody out there who is a beginner and thinks that the technical side of the market is really intriguing and would like to get started, um, obviously we'll let you talk about your services as well. But what what's one thing that you would push them in the direction to kind of get them springboarded to start to build this kind of momentum and positive thinking that can really help them in their journey to becoming like a technical, um, technical analysis trader. Uh, I do have a quite a handful of free things on my website. So there's a getting started page for quick reference. You can go to criticalcharts.com and there's a lot of services there, but the main site is actually tradersfly.com and there's a start here page that's absolutely free there's like 25 or 30 videos where i'm just constantly adding some good getting started um, videos there that you can really look at um, and that's a good starting point for charts but a lot of people they focus on the outer game which is the charts but really if you study a little more on let's say human behavior and psychology pick up any of those kinds of books um, it'll push you more to understanding how technical analysis works because it really comes down to psychology um, think about it when you have 500 people on a dance floor that can only hold 300 people and then the fire alarm with water starts squirting above you and everybody panics and runs for the door. Well, that's what a sell-off is all about. There's only a few doors and not everybody can get out that quick. Um, so, you know, take a look at the Trader's Fly site with the Getting Started page. Uh, that'll definitely give you a lot of uh, good free videos, free information. Um, I also have a couple of books, the 245 stock market um, chart series, where we just uh, analyze a few different charts that you can look at and just look at some technical basis. And then there's a few courses as well. But, you know, getting started is all just about looking at a couple of free videos, picking up a book, and then you'll see if it matches your investing style. You don't have to pick up everything right away. It doesn't have to be even my material. Just watch a video or two about it. Um, you know, Pick up one book about it and see if it resonates with you. If it doesn't, great, move on. If it does, then by all means, uh, you know, it's something maybe you want to investigate further. But it needs to match your, your core principles on investing. Yeah, I mean, when I started out too, it wasn't just uh, read a book about value investing and become a full-fledged value investor. I remember dipping my toes in all sorts of different types of strategies. I read about everything and then I found what spoke most to me, what came simple, you know, because there's going to be certain concepts and, you know, one person can be studying to be a doctor, the other one can be studying to be an engineer. They look at each other's material and it's just complete, like a different language. And it, it one person's brain might work and gravitate towards a certain idea or concept than another person. So I think it's important to kind of look at all of those and at least get a sampling of, of what the different strategies in the market are. Cause there are a lot of strategies that are successful in the market. There's not just one way everybody's going to think and you're going to have your preference on, on what the best way is for yourself. But again, that's for yourself. So I think it's very important to be educated and to have that base of knowledge. If, if this is something that you're going to pursue is to have a base of knowledge, have a basic understanding and then, specialize as you move along <clears throat> as you build momentum towards a certain type of way and i think obviously you have a lot of great resources 
like you said, uh, you got videos, you, you have your website, trailersfly.com. I know you're on YouTube and you have a podcast too as well, don't you? Well, I, I basically just do put the YouTube videos that are um, on the on the podcast. So it's just same, same, same content there, but it's usually the longer uh, videos. So it's not the simple videos, but I created a podcast out of it, but it's directly for people who just want to listen to something rather than watch a video. So uh, you could say that's a podcast, but it's just a different form of the video. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, you're all over the place, kind of like me. Uh, definitely <laughs> check out Sasha Evdikov. Uh, it was really great talking to you. You know, it's funny you talk about the the fire alarm. You know, if that goes off and people kind of scatter to the exits, I, I wish I knew the the name of the YouTube video. But there's this one video that has a couple million views where it's like this festival and and this dude's just like basically just going not just he's just so carefree and he starts dancing in this festival. Nobody's dancing, and then it just takes one other person to go up, and then they're both like dancing with each other. And then before you know it, it like picks up momentum. And by the end of the video, like the whole festival is there dancing with them. It was like one of the craziest things and craziest examples of the crowd that you could have ever seen. And it's so cool to see it like in video yeah. format, like it was. And it's like once one, it's like success <laughs> begets success. And, and that power just attracts people in such a powerful way. And I think you see that happen a lot in the market too. Yeah. I think I mentioned that actually in one of my videos is, is uh, the Sasquatch Music yeah. Festival 2009. Yeah, yeah. Guys oh, that's funny. Party. You mentioned it. So, yeah, I did on one of my um, a momentum. I called it momentum. When you build momentum, um, I think I used an example there on my videos. But yeah, I mean, that video has been seen so many times. But it's, yeah, it's, it's the whole concept of, yeah, things moving and moving and moving and building energy. And that's that's what happens. But yeah, it's it, it does make a good point on the psychology front. Yeah, I think I, I think I was like uh, watching videos on how to dance or something, and I stumble on that. And it's like, man, <laughs> even when I'm pursuing things outside of investing in the stock market, it always circles back around. It's like, man, I guess I'm locked in. But anyway, yeah. Sasha, thanks uh, for your time. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, I think you really had some great ideas and some good stepping stones and good insights on the market and. Uh, Again, if people are interested, check them out, chairsfly.com for videos, resources, books, video courses, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure chatting with you. We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com.